Hi everyone, welcome to Raise to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. Raise to Rise podcast is supported by Ayurvedic Seva. Ayurvedic Seva is an herbal dietary supplement line set out to change the industry by dedicating the company to quality, safety, and holistic approach on making the wellness journey safe, healthy, and natural. If you want to start adding some natural herbs in your life, then head over to ayurvedicseva.com and use our promo code Raise to Rise for 30% discount. Once again, it's ayurvedicseva.com and use our promo code Raise to Rise for 30% discount. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Hey, 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 welcome everyone to Race the Rise podcast. Today, we have yet another, another special person with us. Before I say anything about her, first of all, I really want to say that she is someone who is a biomedical engineer turned stay-at-home mom, turned pastry chef and chocolatier, if you may call, turned restauranter, turned entrepreneur, turned life lover, and now serving as a coach. So by now you have a hint that we have a special guest within us. We have a special coach with us, Nisha. She is a mindful life coach who loves to empower others to be their best self with compassion, non-judgment, authenticity, and fun. Her intention to coach people is to tap into their inner potential so that they can take inspired action towards their life goals and shine. Nisha is also a meditation teacher. Voila, now you can just guess where we're going. And she's actually known for her passion, for her simple approach and inspirational instructing style that embodies mental, spiritual, and physical strength. Amazing. Thank you, Nisha. So happy to have you with us. Thank you for coming to our show and welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Mital. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, so. I can't believe how you have all these twists, like where the biomedical engineer and then where the entrepreneur, where, you know, it's like, you've got, you've got some experience going on here. (laughs) (laughs) I like to say I've lived a lot of life. That's for sure. (laughs) You know what? We can definitely, definitely learn a lot from you today. And I just can't wait. I normally I would ask you, you know, the icebreaker questions and I would say like, hey, you know, the, but today we're not doing any small talks. Like I am so passionate about because a lot of people might not know that I'm also a certified meditation teacher, but I never, never took that route. And if we get that, if we get to that conversation, we'll share more. But why now, you know, if you were already a meditation teacher, why coaching? Like what, what's your story behind getting into the coaching then? Yeah. So um, back in 2018, I closed my restaurant. And Mm -hmm. after I closed my restaurant, um, everybody was like, what's next for you? Are you going to open up another restaurant? And I was like, nope, I actually have this other passion of mine. Mm -hmm. I had been meditating for myself, you know, for about six or seven years back then. And I said, I want to pursue this further. So I took a year to get my mindfulness meditation teacher certification. And Mm -hmm. then also 
took a bunch of positive psychology courses, came up with this concept of mind treat. Mm, yeah, and... I love that. Let me, let me <laughs> take this opportunity and say, I really love, it just tells me your intention and where you're flowing, like mind treat. It, it's just fascinating. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, it has a little sweet connotation in there too, because my background of being a chocolatier and a pastry chef is, yes. always, is always there. But yeah, so I, I formed Mind Treat and it was, I actually, you know, had an office and would see clients, would teach them meditation mm. and intertwine personal growth and positive psychology as well into the mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And um, what I was noticing was that clients were coming to me whenever they were going through some sort of stress in life. Mm. Like typically that's when we mm -hmm. turn to meditation or we turn to other techniques, right? Uh, yeah. So as I was working with clients, you know, because they were going through this stress, it sort of felt like coaching, but back mm -hmm. then I didn't even know what coaching really mm -hmm. was, but I started to, to look into life coaching programs mm -hmm. and, you know, in a very, in a very uh, not coincidental way came yeah. across Jay's program. Yes. And, and when I started the program, I thought, okay, well, this will be just something that I add on to the services I'm already offering at Mind mm -hmm. Treat. Meditation will still be the focus. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of us experienced, the program was just, it was so transformative mm -hmm. and so amazing that I was like, no, this is what I, this is my calling. This, this is what is I need to be doing full time. Yes. Yeah. You know, as a main, main thing. So I rebranded Mind Treat. Mm -hmm. Um, because originally when I was teaching meditation, I was doing corporate trainings also, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it was very much so about the science behind it, you know, mm -hmm. and it still is, it still is about the science behind it. But in addition, now Mind Treat is also about the spirituality. Mm. And so, you know, kind of finding that sweet spot, if you that, will, yeah. as mm -hmm. to how to um, have an approach that is more relatable to people, but yet still embraces some of the going deep and, and being spiritual and who would know how to find that you know the sweet spot other than you when <laughs> you know when you work with the chocolates and it, like oh I love how you know you are focusing from the spiritual perspective as well as you know the science because personally I really think the science is about the research of the external things that we see and the spirituality is about the research of the internal life. And when you when you have that both and, and you know, and when you go parallel with the both things with you, you get that sweet spot like you're talking about. So I Yeah, and it's and it's so beautiful. It's really a process, right? Some mm. people will learn meditation from a young age. Maybe it was the influence of their parents. Others mm -hmm. will learn it later in life like I did. Mm -hmm. And and when I learned it, it was it was not spiritual for me at all. In fact, meditation for me was simply a stress reduction technique mm -hmm. for at least the first four or five years that I was doing it. There was nothing spiritual about it at all mm -hmm. because I didn't feel that calling towards that, it, mm -hmm, you know, and yeah. I was in a different part of my life. I was, I had a busy business, you mm -hmm. know, I, my kids were younger. So, and I was going through my own other personal challenges at mm -hmm. that time in life. And, um, you know, it just, it kind of evolved then into me reaching a point in my life where I really needed that spirituality. Mm -hmm. And when I did open myself up, mm -hmm. it just, Oh my gosh. It was so like, the whole oh. flow just, yeah, the flow just started. It's like, oh, this is magical. This is miracle. 
So I really want to go back to the whole meditation training and learning because you mentioned that we turn into turn to meditation when we're in that point in our life where it's like a stress reduction. So why did you decide to get training, like being a meditation teacher and not just learn meditation? So I'll go back further. I'll go back mm. to when it was just about learning the meditation. Mm -hmm. And this was when my, my son was in high school. He was, mm. I think he was in 10th grade back then. Mm -hmm. So he's almost 24 years old mm. now. Um, but he was in high school and he's on the autism spectrum. So he's high functioning mm. autism. Mm -hmm. And I had come across, and this was around 2011 or so. So right now, you know, meditation, we hear about it a lot. Back a lot. then, mm -hmm. not, not so much. And back then I had come across an article that said meditation was helping kids who were on the spectrum. So mm -hmm. I started to do a little bit of research only for him mm -hmm. and um, came across a transcendental meditation. And because at that point in time, it was the type of meditation that had the most science behind it. Yeah. And because he's such a logical thinker, mm -hmm. I knew that I would have to convince him. And I knew that science was a way to convince him. So I gathered all kinds of articles and videos. I showed him the research and I said, mm -hmm. look, this, this is real. This is not, mm -hmm. woo. this will help you, mm -hmm. you know? And, but with like, with many things with him, I, as a mom, I felt I needed to learn it first mm -hmm. before he would learn it. So oh. I went through the transcendental meditation training first. Mm -hmm. And when I started, and this isn't for everybody, but my own personal experience yeah. of it, it was within a couple of days of practicing twice a day, I felt this calm that I had, I don't know if I had ever even felt it in my life mm. before. Even as yeah. a child, I don't know if I ever felt it. And it was literally, I felt like I had taken a Valium or something, I had taken wow. something. And I just felt, I felt this calm. And I think, you know, we get so stuck in our day-to-day -day lives and the stress of working and home and just life in general. We don't even realize a lot of times how stressed out we are until we experience that calm. Mm. And so he learned it about a month later and, and the, his journey is, is amazing as well. The, you know, he learned it during the summer. So when he went back to school in the fall, his teachers, a couple of them remarked on how they asked me, like, is he on a new medication or something? Mm, because wow. he's so much more relaxed, you know, his shoulders are down, he's more focused. And the only change that we had made was, was the meditation. The meditation. Yeah. Wow. So, so he had, you know, a profound experience and I had a profound experience because I mean, little did I know back then that it would yeah. lead me where I am yeah. now, so many years later. And, you know, that's how I was introduced to it. And like I said, for those first four or five years, I, it was just a stress reduction technique mm. for me. I had a busy restaurant and it was just my way of recharging in the afternoon and then starting off my day right in the morning. I was doing it twice a day for 20 minutes. And then, like I said, after closing the restaurant, mm -hmm. when I said, no, you know, this is like, become part of me now. I do it yeah. every day, twice a day. This is just part of me. I want to go even deeper. Mm. I decided to do the mindfulness meditation teacher certification because I wanted to experience different modalities. Different. Mm -hmm. So that's what my certification was in. But I also took a number of other types of meditation courses as well, just to experience it. And so I kind of came up with my own mix of 
mindfulness, mantra meditation, and then positive psychology, you know, and then now spirituality, um, manifestation, all of that fun stuff. Cool fun stuff. That's (laughs) amazing. I love that. You know, when um, I think it was 2016, yeah, 2017. No, that's when I came across like, oh yeah, this, there's whole thing meditation, even though we have this whole, you know, background of having done like having meditation as a part of our lifestyle it just never occurred to me that this is something is even possible or you do it like mm-hmm. my grandfather always used to do it and I used to think like are you crazy like you're just sitting there and he he always wanted us to do it and I was like nah nah this is not I'm not sitting like that you are and I'm not this I don't want to do tap. you know in in Indian culture yeah. how they say like doing this so that's what I used to say it I used to make fun of it. But then in 2017, I was at a point where, you know, I found out my husband is going through the substance abuse. And then he was diagnosed with depression in 2015. And that two year was Mm -hmm. horrible. Couldn't take it. And I was always in this fear, like, what if my kid turns into the same thing? Mm -hmm. So then I looked into it and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do this too. And I was like, but I little did I know that how what's my intention to do the training and learn the meditation was to teach my family. Mm-hmm. Rather, I just ended up doing for myself. And I just, I never taught anyone because mm-hmm. I thought it's now it's just, you know, let them choose their journey. Let me, let me do my way. So I never taught anyone initially, but then like, you know, because I do it all the time. So my, mm-hmm. you know, my kids were like into it already. Like, oh yeah. Mama does yeah. it. So, it, so that became like a non-negotiable in my house. You, if you brush your teeth in the morning, you have to brush your brain. One of my mm-hmm. friends, uh, and she was on the on our podcast, and she mentions that like brush your brain. So it's like one of our non-negotiables. You got to do it if you want to eat that day. You have to meditation. Do the meditation. It's like it's it's one of our like you know must do thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do like in you know, a 20 minute, but at least if you do for three minutes, that's like for my kids, uh, The mm-hmm. you know, one of the rules in our house. But I feel that got us, you know, so much more clarity. The, now we, we know, yeah, it's not like we are responding every time. Of course, we're reacting, but at least for our inner, you know, sense of our sense and like, you know, for us, it centers us at least. Right. And so right. I really like how, you know, how your intentions were to do for your child but before that you you made that part of your life first and then you introduced to your child and that's what I think you know all all us parents can do it's try all these modalities and like you said like there's so many types of meditations and right I am just so fascinated how many different types and you never know what works for you some people exactly. want meditation. I have tried so many, like every types that I learned, I tried everything and see what works for me. And sometimes I still switch. Sometimes I'll do med- mantra meditation and sometimes I'll just do visualization. Sometimes I'll just do tratak. You know, you never know what I change it to. It's like, as long as I am centering myself, sometimes I'll just breathe and I'll focus on my breathing. It's, right. it's right. crazy how there are so many types now. And thank God now, <laughs> like meditation has become this, you know, like a new lifestyle for mm-hmm. everyone. And it's like so much. And thanks, you know, for, to the teachers like you who are, who has their own style of bringing, like how you said, like you have your own thing. So you have a mantra meditation, but then you also have, you know, man- manifestation. And 
for those of you who are listening to us, Nisha has a YouTube channel, by the way, which I don't know why she doesn't share much. It's still in its infancy. It's just, it's, it's amazing. So when I, me and my husband heard her meditation and it's like, oh my gosh, she's such a, she has such a soothing voice and she guides you like, I loved it. Let me let me tell you that the, the one feeling that I really got that that peacefulness, you know, the joy, just me being me, super mm-hmm. joyful, you know, like I don't need anything else to make me happy at that point. So exactly. for those of you who are listening to us, we're going to share all the details about Nisha's channel and you <laughs> have to, you know what, you must go and check it out. Not even have to, you must go check it out. But uh, we'll share all the de- all the details. But so, you know how you said, so because you started the whole meditation, you know, as a mom and you're still doing it and you were, you were able to do it twice a day. Okay. Now let me tell you, when, have you heard from your clients? Oh, I don't have enough time, A, or I have kids. How, and, and if there's someone like that, what would you say to them? Like, if you can share any insights or tips, like I have a hard time sometimes, like my son would just pop in and I don't get to do my 20 minutes. I get, I get cranky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we can share some tips, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I hear it all the time. And you know, you brought up a really good point, which I think still quite a few people don't realize is that there are different types of meditation out there. Mm. So a lot of times people will start with a specific type. It won't mm. work for them for whatever reason. And then they give up. They don't even yep. try again, right? So that's a really, really good point. But for parents, you know, who have young kids, what I want to say is, uh, let go, let go of any preconceived notions that you need silence, that you need darkness, that you need to have the perfect environment, because that's not life, right? So with my with my technique, I actually train my students to be able to meditate when there are other sounds, Mm -hmm. when when they're, you know, where when it is bright outside. What, how do we deal with distractions? So when I'm training my students, it's how do you meditate in real life? So how do you meditate as a daily practice? Because a lot of times what will happen is people will go on these like beautiful meditation retreats, which are amazing, mm-hmm. right? And they're like all gung-ho. They're like, this is life-changing. Yeah. When I get back home, I am, de- <laughs> this is pre-COVID, but when I get back home, I'm going to do this every day. And what happens? Like oh, life yeah. happens, yeah. right? Kids, kids yeah. happen. So it's really about accepting mm-hmm. that, you know, and finding what is the right technique for you and understanding that you don't judge your meditation. You don't judge how you're feeling during the actual meditation. Yeah. What you do is you look at how is your life when you're not meditating. So that's how mm-hmm. we normally determine whether a specific meditation practice is working for you or not. So it's not about how you're feeling while you're meditating. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is a lot of times people think, well, if I don't have a deep meditation, I've failed. And like, this was a waste of time. And what the research shows us is when meditation is a daily practice, having a thought filled meditation is just as beneficial as having a deep meditation. And once you sort of make that connection in your mind, then your practice is definitely more sustainable. And you know, it becomes regular. Wow. Okay. So many nuggets here. First of all, (laughs) the first thing is let go of the expectations and let go of you know creating that perfect environment for meditating love that gem so initially when I started those were my those were my exact thoughts 
okay, mm-hmm. I even got my meditation chair. I was like, okay, this is my spot and this yeah. is what I want to do every day. But it's not always possible for everyone. So mm-hmm. we need to understand, yes, wherever I can take my meditation pillow or meditation chair, that's my meditation corner, wherever mm-hmm. that is, you know. Yes, even if it's in your car, even yeah, if it's oh, sitting in your car while you're waiting thing. for your kids, that's you know, another to pick up thing. your kids. I was going to say that, you know, I have, there are days when I don't get it done 20 minutes. Yes. I prefer to do my first thing, you know, 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes by myself. But when my kids, I, when my kids just, you know, comes and just gets in my lap and is like, mom, and he pokes in my eyes. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you some real stories here. He'll just poke in my eyes. He'll be like, okay, mama, wake up. Are you sleeping? And so when there are days, and I am, and by that, by the time I get to work, I'm super cranky because, you know, he just got me out of it. So when yeah. the, the whole thing comes, it bubbles, like, because, yeah, I didn't meditate or whatever, like, because I had those expectations that this is how I want it to go. And when it doesn't happen, then my second thing is like the, how you said car. When I'm driving, I'm only no, like no music. I, I don't have any other, you know, no music, no phone calls. There are times when I'm just driving, you know, looking up front and just breathing. And I'm just paying attention to my breaths. That's another thing yeah. that calms me that's, down. That's beautiful, but but uh, we don't want any of the listeners to think. Oh yeah, that it's okay to turn on a guided meditation while you're no. driving. No, <laughs> no. So that yeah, we don't want you don't want to listen to you know the the, the meditation music yeah. or no. And that's yeah. why I said like you know, no music, nothing in the car, no phone calls. I'm just driving and just being myself. That is a type of a meditation where you are paying attention to your thoughts. Yeah. You're paying attention to your breaths. That is like, so when you don't have that moment to sit by yourself, you can, even while you're cooking, one of the things that I learned in my spiritual practice is while you're cooking, you chant mantras. That is a form mm-hmm. of a meditation. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, we because now you're transferring that energy. But to exactly. come to the point, another point that you made was beautiful that, you know, we really have to accept it is what it is right when you know right. it's it's about us controlling our inner self not that my kid just you know just got me out of it so I love that and thank you for reminding me as well because sometimes it's it's and it's hard it's hard mm-hmm. when you have kids and you have you already have this whole thing like oh I want to prioritize my me time but then you know life happens like you said kids happen and so we need to accept that. Okay, accept the moment. This just happened. You know what? When's that next? Like now, look out for the next moment. When can I go and sit? Like you know, if if you have any minute is is like a meditative. So it's for me. That's ha- that has become like one of those things. Okay, I meditation is not just about me sitting in you know stillness. It's about how you mentioned. It's about what happens after the meditation. Yeah, it's how are you feeling outside of the meditation? So are you feeling more focused? Are you procrastinating less? Are you able to respond instead of react? Mm. And, you know, I want to make the distinction between mindfulness and meditation. Yes. Because I think that sometimes they, they get confused. So mindfulness, meditation is a tool which we use within mindfulness, but mindfulness Mm. is something that you can do throughout your day. Mm. So like you said, like when you're driving and you're just paying attention to your breathing, of course, paying attention to the road as well, and just watching your thoughts, that's a mindfulness technique. When you're washing the dishes, you can be paying attention. What does the soap feel like? What does the water feel like? You know, really, truly being present. And that will also help 
with increasing focus, clarity, mm. uh, creativity, that elongating that response yeah. time, right? But the meditation is when we sit as a formal practice. And that is something which you do want to be flexible with, but yet at the same time, you do want to try and schedule it. Yeah. And or with just like with any habit, right? With any habit, we do want to try and schedule it. But having that flexibility that if for whatever reason life happens and, and you, you know, you can't, understanding that you don't need those perfect conditions. I like that. Thank you. So that's like a that's the best sweet and short answer that you just summarized everything for us. Like, you know, <laughs> let go of those expectations, but at the same time accept it and schedule it. If it's mm-hmm. scheduled, it's gonna get it's gonna get done. And like, you know, how Jay always tells us, if you schedule it, it's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Thank you. Uh, so now, so if you were to describe meditation in one word, what would you say and why? <laughs> just one word. So when you ask me that, just one word. Okay, so the left side of my brain wants to say practice. Mm. It's, a, it's a practice, really. Mm-hmm. It's not a therapy. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a pill. It's a regular practice, you mm. know? But the right side of my brain wants to say surrender. It's ah. really just about surrendering, you know, yeah. surrendering to whatever thoughts come up, surrendering to the present moment, surrendering to whatever that higher power is you believe in. So yeah, <laughs> that's my words. I love it. I love it. So most of the time for me, meditation in one word, I always kept this, the translation in my language that it's dhyan. It's mm-hmm. about the all day. It's about, you know, the practicing every day, 24 seven. That's one of the things that I learned that it's about meditation is a lifestyle. It's not, right. you know, it's, completely goes with you so left side of my brain says lifestyle but the right side of my brain says I forgot what I what I'm what my right right side of the brain (laughs) it's no my right side of the brain says listen so it's lifestyle and listen like what is it trying to tell you listen to the higher power how you said you know Mm -hmm. surrender so I am so glad we're on the same page. <laughs> hey, hey, high five to that. You know, I, the, the mindfulness coach, you know, Nisha, meditation teacher, when she's saying left, left side of the brain is saying, you know, practice, make sure you all are practicing. Uh, but at the same time, surrender. I, yeah. I love that. So your services now, because, mm-hmm. you know, now you're, you're doing coaching and you, you mentioned that you have students. So, can you share, you know, your projects? What, how are you serving and how can someone, you know, get in touch with you to what you have to offer us? Sure. Yeah. So I, I picked my niche is I'm a mindful life coach. Mm. And what that means is it's not just about practicing mindfulness formally. So it's not just about meditating. It's not just about breathing techniques, Mm. but it's really about how do we live in the present moment throughout our days? So how do we have, you know, just like you said, like, it's just a way of living, right? It's just a way of being really Mm -hmm. is what it is. Mm -hmm. So with the coach, I'm seeing mostly clients one-on-one, individual clients. I work with either on a two-month plan or a six-month plan. 
and in increments of that. I have occasionally offering a group coaching as well. I, in fact, I'm wrapping up my, my first group coaching and I'm starting another one. I haven't even announced it yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm starting another one on self-love and self-compassion. That's oh, coming up that in a couple of weeks. Amazing. Yeah. And then I also, I have a meditation group. Uh, it's a free meditation group for people who, who already know how to meditate. That's mm. every Tuesday and Thursday via Zoom, um, 4 p.m. to 4.30 Eastern time. No, you don't need to register. There's no fee involved. You just show up. Um, I always post the link for that on meditation days on my Facebook page mm. um, at MindTreat. And then, um, and then for people who want to make meditation a daily practice, I offer individual training uh, in meditation. And what that is, is it involves uh, two consecutive days. We pick two consecutive days for doing about an hour and a half, an hour to an hour and a half session. Um, and then I give one month of support uh, with that so that, you know, we have check-ins on a weekly basis or, or even more, it just depends mm -hmm. on the client. Um, before COVID, I did have children's groups. We did, I did mindfulness wow. workshops with them. Um, and that was in person and it was a lot of fun. Um, after COVID, I'm still trying to figure out how to do it virtually and still yeah. make it engaging and fun for the little ones. Mm -hmm. But I have been training meditation. I've been working with quite a few high school students and college students, mm. um, to teach them the individual practice technique and seeing awesome results with that. It's really helping because the, that is the age group, I think, right now, currently. That I really, really want to commend you for introducing this, you know, to, to kids. It's, mm -hmm. it's rare that kids would want to do, I mean, especially when they're in high school. If yeah. they've never had this part of their life and to convince them and, you know, even to have them routinely practice it, that's like, that's a work. Oh, that's a job. <laughs> it's, it's amazing though, you know, because with my technique, they don't need anybody guiding them. Mm. They, they're able to do it completely on their own. So in the middle of their SATs, when they have that break, they have a few minutes in between sections, mm -hmm. they'll sit and they'll meditate. They'll close their eyes and they'll wow. meditate, you know, before classes start or after school um, has worked out to be a great time for a number of my students. Cause it's like that perfect, like around three or four o'clock time when naturally they start to get tired where we all do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's a great way to recharge. And I think that a lot of them are finding specifically with this technique, it's something that they look forward to. Like it's something they know oh, they can wow. go to to bring them calm, calm and focus. And the other main thing that I'm hearing from people are how much better they sleep once they start meditating. Yes, right? absolutely. My, I have a personal testimony. I can say my husband had a sleep apnea. He was diagnosed with mm -hmm. sleep apnea. He actually, it was up to that stage that we had those equipments, the machines that mm -hmm. he had to sleep with. And he always had a sleep issues. And now that he's been meditating for almost a year now, <clears throat> he's fine. He has, he wow. has complained about sleep. He always had a hard time sleeping. He, he was even on, you know, the prescription. Mm -hmm. for for sleeping because he just had some he has he had hard time now he sleeps fine without anything like you know he doesn't even need you know how we say okay have tea or or you know the chamomile tea or lavender tea mm -hmm. or milk or anything nothing he doesn't need anything he just sleeps it's it's time for bed it's time for bed so That's i awesome. can you know i can stick to that point too and 
for those of uh, you know, for those of you who are listening, we're gonna we're gonna have all the details about Nisha's programs and the links and everything will be in show notes. So make sure you check her out. And yeah, also make sure if you have if you have any kids in your life, you know, the high school kids or I don't know what's the age group that you're teaching, but make sure you reach out to Nisha and let's get our kids on this path of, you know, and let, let's give this tool to our ki- kids and equip them with the tool so that they know how to get up. Our kids are looking to, you know, uh, be more focused and concentration. They're looking for concentration. They want to be focused. They want to do good and well in, they in do. life. They do. And this want is to a tool, it. you know, I tell parents this all the time that you're giving them this gift right now, but this yep. is a tool that they will use for the rest of their lives. Yes. You know, and, you know, I do want to say that with the teens and, you know, and the young adults, you cannot force anybody no. to meditate. No. <laughs> so no. they have to want to do it. Yes. But once, That's- once they, you know, once they, they agree to that, it really is a beautiful gift. That parents but I, but I also think that teachers play a huge role also, even if mm-hmm. they, if, so let's say even for the first session, the kid, you know, might agree or whatever that is like, because I also... I agree with the mantra facilitate over force. You know, mm-hmm. you, we got we have to facilitate the growth environment and not force the growth environment. But it also depends on the teacher that you have. Mm-hmm. So if you have a teacher like Nisha, then of course <laughs> kids want to do it. And you know, I hear the testimony, and I've, I've actually read the testimonies mm-hmm. from you from you know your students on your on mm-hmm. your site as well. So parents. This will be the best gift that you can give your kids because like Anisha mentioned that this is a tool that we can use for the rest of our life. So thank you so much, Nisha. We really Uh, appreciate you for all the wisdom, for the insights. You've got like an, you know, incredible gift of facilitating and being, you know, you're living that calling. So I really appreciate you for honoring your calling and like, you know, really being that light in the tunnel for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've loved, I've loved our conversation. And (laughs) and I just, I adore you and I adore all the work that you are doing and you are my inspiration. Uh, (laughs) We'll we'll take, we'll take thanks for each other here. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. And uh, stay tuned for our hopefully another coach next week. So thanks. Nice. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Yes. Thanks for listening to Race to Rise podcast. We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. Please let me know you have listened to this episode and fill me with your aha moment. Share it on Instagram, tag me with hashtag Race to Rise or at Race to Rise and I would love to share those to my stories and shout you out there. I would also love if you can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It's our brand new podcast launch and we have some bonus giveaways going on for the top raters and reviewers. Also, I would love to send you my 7-day parenting journal absolutely for free. All you gotta do is leave me a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot, and email it over at racerisepodcast at gmail.com. Again, take a screenshot of the review and email me at racerisepodcast at gmail.com and I will send you the 7-day parenting journal absolutely for free. 
Thank you so much for being the active listener of this podcast. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for raising your consciousness and rising as joyful beings.